Welcome to the Motorcycle Scoop podcast, a podcast about motorcycles and ice cream. <laughs> I'm with Motorcycle Chris. And I'm with Chocolate Frosted Lynn. Could be worse. Is that, it could be better. It could be better. <laughs> <laughs> so today I wanted to talk a little bit with you about... Motorcycles and ice cream? You, you got it. <laughs> You nailed it. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the motorcycle buying looks like in the future. Will my motorcycle be hovering and flying you know, and going really, way faster? I would really like that. I would really like that. And uh, if I have anything to say about it, uh, that'll happen. So it'll be good. Uh, future is The future is bright. Um, essentially, like I'm talking about like the Amazoning of retail spaces in the world. Um, businesses going online, retail, you know, Carvana exists now where people, you can buy a whole car, like you can buy an entire car from your couch and they have a seven day return policy and you never have to get off your couch. Like well, you can send your financial, like your bank shit in, you can e-sign for loans and everything and you never have to do anything. Well, I'm not gonna lie, you're gonna have to do a lot to make me interested in this topic because I don't <laughs> like buying stuff online. <laughs> Like the one person in the world that won't buy anything on Amazon. You buy shit on Amazon all the time. You really don't? Maybe once every few months, if that. Right. I mean, there's two there's two ways to go about this. So, like, if you're a motorcycle dealership, you can complain about the internet, or you can, you know, and cry about it, or you can, like, adapt and overcome. Do you know what I mean? And I think that there's still a place for brick and mortar if you are authentic, if you're offering an experience. Like, you and I talk a lot about, like, destination dealerships, you know. There's this Harley dealership down in like the Smoky Mountains that has like a concert venue and like a racetrack there and stuff like that. And I think places like that are always going to survive. But I think I think you can't. It's not enough to just like we're a dealership. You can come buy bikes here and and expect to survive. Get you know this I mean? motorcycle dealerships with an ice cream parlor inside. That oh would make it a destination. Mark Cuban, are you listening? Are you listening to this podcast <laughs> right now? Someone send it. If you know Mark Cuban, send this podcast to Mark Cuban. If, I mean, I do love popcorn, but I think if they just did a little bit more. You're not getting me. You're not getting. I'm not eating any of that popcorn. Let me tell you. No, but kids. Kids no, sticking their snotty hands in it. It's revolting. It's disgusting. It's it's disgusting. Just Unclog me... your ears. <laughs> I'm trying to clog my arteries. I'm not my ears. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean you just you. It, it's getting to the point where you're you're gonna have to be doing more than that. Like there's. Uh, I approve. Yeah. I mean there's like there's like apps now where you can buy a bike or sell your bike. Yes. By doing a walk around. Oh yeah. Um, Instagram spams me with that stuff yeah. all day. You mentioned. <laughs> out to the universe once you want to sell a bike or you want to yeah. buy a bike and all of a sudden i go from seeing all of these ads to buy or sell my motorcycle right. but that's the same that's still like the dealership model like if you walk into a dealership and god forbid you give a salesman your phone number or your email you're gonna get calls twice a week emails every other day I like am, hey are you ready to are you ready for your new triumph limb? i mean you i'm know? not trying to knock the hustle I do understand people have to make a living, yeah. but <laughs> I probably won't respond to yeah. those emails. Well, no, I mean, like you're ready to buy. I mean, most people, when you're ready to buy a bike, you're ready to buy it. Yeah, you know? they don't need someone emailing me yeah. to get me to. And do I mean, that. like, I think, like, I think later on we're gonna do a deep dive into like the dealership experience as a whole. I mean, we could we can charge that hill now <laughs> if, you, if you want, but I mean, focus generally on like buying right now. Do you? Would you ever? I mean, you knew you wanted 
onto streets when once you had sat on one. Like you knew it was the right bike for you. Yeah, after then... a after a lot of research, of course, because there's so many bikes that exist in this world, and it's like it's so hard to even figure out where to start when right. you're just like when you're going into say you're a person and you're like I want to buy a bike or I want to buy a new bike, but I'm not married to the idea of like a brand or a certain type of bike, and then you're like, holy crap. Yeah, there's, there's a lot. There's, there's a, a lot billion bikes. No, I mean, I still think I still think that the dealership experience is important. Is important. Yeah. And I don't think that it'll ever be completely gone. But I think that I think that dealerships have to evolve, evolve and adapt. Um, because like I, you know, full disclosure, I have worked at a dealership at a motorcycle dealership. Like full you disclosure, can... I used to sell ice cream as a teenager. <laughs> so maybe this is how this all came together. So this is so we're we've got two experts on the two topics at hand so yeah but so like you'll get calls and people are just they sat in their buddy's r6 they know they want an r6 they see one on the internet you know what i mean or whatever and they yeah. call and it's this whole fucking back and forth and it's like you know i think that people want to kind of circumnavigate that bullshit oh, you know yeah. what I mean? people don't want to have to deal with like a generic quote-unquote salesman yeah or saleswoman or so sales, <laughs> yeah i mean the caricature of it i think like i think like they do get a bad rap but i think they also like really deserve it <laughs> yeah, sometimes i yeah. mean there's always a batch of people like stereotypes exist for a reason yeah and I, and I think that, and I was I was talking to somebody about it, and he was like, you know, my my brother-in-law got a, a car from Carvana. I, I looked at his whole deal, and it wasn't even that good a deal. And it's like, dude, it's not about like, it was a the freak, real like, deal. It's about avoiding human exactly. Exactly. I go like I go, you know, he got a fair price. I go, did he get a fair price? He goes, yeah. He goes, he didn't get a smoking deal. And I'm like, well, he did he, nothing to earn a smoking. Yeah, deal. it's he like on he sat on his couch and he didn't have to deal with this bullshit. That's. That was the appeal of it, you know? Yeah. And I think that, I'm gonna hit you with a stat real quick. Uh, I know I told you I'd be light on it. In the next five years, 40% of consumers will be Generation Z, uh, which what are- What is What's a Generation so Z? So that's like, that's, or, that's like younger than Millennials. That's like, I'm on the later end of the Millennial spectrum. I think so, well, I'm an uh, Xennial, so uh, I had it. I, I don't a, know. <laughs> I don't know. I had an analog childhood and a digital, I have a digital adulthood now. Uh, so Generation same, Z is, but, so Generation Z is like, they were born with the tablet and the phone oh, in their like hands. Babies and now. like, yeah, and like they buy everything from him online or from Amazon yeah. or, or like whatever. Look at babies that have iPads, and I don't even have an iPad. I'm like, wait a minute, but I don't want we an had iPad. To, I had to, I had to drive 12 hours to Canada every summer with my parents in the car with books, oh, books. Imagine if you got car. Like, I get such bad car sick well, that it's like I, I would just be the one looking out the window. What type of license plate can yeah. I spot? Well, I mean, and you know, and that part, you know, when you have like license plate games and, and yeah. shit like that. But we, uh, I mean, I can't read on a plane now. I don't know how I did it as a kid on, in the car. Oh, God, 12 no. hours. We had a I, summer house. I can't even play on my phone in a car because I get so car sick. <laughs> I mean, I can, I can. I get car sick. Well, I don't like to be driven around. Honestly, oh, like yeah. I, I drive. I don't, yeah. I don't. I really, I'm a nervous passenger. I just want to be on my bike. bike. Everything makes me car sick. <laughs> <like> that. <laughs> but no, I mean, so this is, the, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit you with a couple more stats. All right, just bear with me. Uh, this is from a 2016 survey. So it's outdated. So it's well, no. The reason why I list the years because I think that the numbers are probably higher. Oh, they're probably higher. Higher, for sure. Um, 61% of Americans feel like they've been taken advantage of at a dealership. It's 
Uh, 52% of Americans feel anxious or uncomfortable at a dealership. Oh, I imagine it's got to be way higher than we're that. We're Generation Xanax. Yeah. We're, <laughs> we're anxious about Well, everything. that's what I mean. I mean, but that's what I mean about, so in, I'm sorry, so in. in that's what Generation X really means. Right. Well, so in, 40, in, in the next five years, 40% of consumers will be Generation Z. That means like roughly half, roughly half the consumers are like digital, Children? like digital consumers. They get all their marketing from social media platforms and, you know, and word of mouth still too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, I mean, we, so as a woman walking into a dealership, oh, like, that's me. Yeah. That's, yeah, this question's for you. Okay. Um, I mean, did you feel like they were trying to take advantage of you? Did they feel like, did you feel like they didn't respect you? Uh, I mean, it, dep it depends. Shopping for a car, 100%. Yeah. Shopping for a bike, it wasn't as bad. Right. Like, mainly because I kind of went in knowing what I wanted and... So you I mean, the knowing, damsel in distress, yeah, necessarily? Yeah, and like knowing enough in general that someone can't really take advantage of me. Right. Even just knowing some helps. You're not essentially like a target for someone right. <laughs> at that point. I mean, thankfully... But, like, that sucks. Like, yeah. you have to go in armed. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and that's true, I think, probably regardless of the sexes, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, like, we, you and I have both heard horror stories of, like, service departments when you're, like, a woman and you're dropping a bike off and they're, yeah. like, just making shit up as they go. You know, yeah. oh, well, you probably need a seat lube, you know? <laughs> you're going to have to lube up your seat because there's some I mean, dryness there. that's happened to me, not, you know, the seat lube but I've mentioned to things to like service people that have written me off or just ignored me yeah and that happens I think it could happen to really anybody too because sometimes you could deal with people that are so blind and arrogant that they don't care they're the expert it doesn't right. matter who's talking to them whether it's someone completely qualified or you know what my money's fucking green Fix my stuff. Right. No, I mean it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be as hard as it is. Because forty nine percent of millennial women feel they've been tricked into buying unnecessary features at a dealer. Because it's not just it's not just the bike. Then oh, they get you in that fucking office. It's the extended warranty. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hey. There's no air conditioning got, in that office. We've got. <laughs> Never. They turn up the heat on you. Ugh. Just like hey. It's got an interrogation. This, <laughs> you've got this blinker warranty for your bulbs. You know what I mean? Cool man. You know I need to pay this five hundred dollar warranty for these $1.50 balls. Right, yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. It's, uh, oh hey, you don't want to get, uh, you don't want to get caught in the dark. Um, it's just, it's just the way, um, it's just the way, oh, okay. 56% of millennials would rather clean their homes than negotiate at a dealership. I bet it's higher than that. I find, <laughs> I actually find cleaning my home kind of relaxing. I don't, but I still feel like it's I like to, I like to vacuum, I don't like to dust. No one dusts. Uh, but now <laughs> you know what? I have a theory. No one does. I, I do have one of those Swiffer dusters. Do you really? Yeah. Oh, so you got they the good work. stuff. I've got they like work. a. I've got like a. You paper... have a feather duster from like 1972. <laughs> I, I used like a paper towel and like a bottle of Pledge. That I think was in the place. I mean, I, I feel in. like that's pretty pretty good. You know, as long as it works. You're doing something. Yeah. It's 26% of millennials would rather do their taxes than negotiate at a dealership. You know what? I'm not going to read through all these because it's just, we get it. People no one would, wants to go to a yeah, dealership. Yeah, people would want to do <laughs> mundane things instead of going to a dealership. I mean, I agree with some of those. They make your taxes so easy to do these things. <laughs> I actually, I use H&R Block and it's, uh, I'm going to solicit them for a sponsorship fee. Do you go fee. in the building no, or no, no, do you no, I do, it from, I do it from home. Is it it's free? free if you do it from okay. home. Okay, yeah. like, it's free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you just boop, boop. I don't have kids and I'm not married, so it's pretty easy for me. I'm poor you know? and I've got no children. <laughs> Give me money. <laughs> yeah. 
Boy, it's pretty easy to do your taxes when you're poor and alone, you know? Sounds about right. <laughs> 54% of Americans would love the ability to buy or sell. No, I'm giving you, this is a good one. Fuck. 54% of Americans would love the ability to buy or sell a car without leaving home. Oh, so that's oh, the important that's, one. Oh, definitely. That's way higher, yeah. I think. And that just gets to my point about, about Carvana is, and there's Rumble On, which I yeah. haven't used yet. I haven't, I haven't used tried it. to use it. I think I checked the site like a while back and I think there's like under 2,000 bikes on it. So is, it's not Is that like, on the entire app? Like nationwide? On, it's on the entire app. Okay. So I think it's like, but I think it's coming. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, I think yeah. we're at like the beginning stages of, of this, of, of what's going to eventually become the way people buy, buy yeah. even vehicles. Do you know what I mean? Because like if you have a friend who has like a Bonneville, like, like a, you know, like you've sat on someone's Bonneville. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, and you're not a Pontiac Bonneville. Yeah. You have to clarify. But if you have a friend who has a bike and you sat on it and you know you want it and you're like, ah, uh, I want this black one over here. Yeah. I would just want to be able to click or at least be able to put a deposit on it online and then go into the dealership and pay for it and pay for the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like have it ready when I get there. Yeah. Do you know? Or, you know, so then you put the plates on the next day. So you don't have to make multiple trips to the dealership yeah. essentially that you can like, the first steps are all done online and then you only and you go wouldn't have to you talk to anybody and yeah. you wouldn't have to talk to anybody. The fact that you can't put it's a like deposit. It's like to go food at a yeah. restaurant. It's well, like waiting for me because, and I don't have to talk to anybody. Because at like, at like most dealerships, like you have to call and talk to somebody. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you don't want to talk to, uh, hey, uh, okay, so uh, we're going to put the uh, lights on it for you and it's going to be, when can you come in and all that other stuff. It's like, no, the, the newer generation of consumers just wants to click, click, and then like your schedule's right there. I'm going to click, I'm coming in at 3 p.m. Yeah. Boom, and then I'm going in. Like that's the way it should be. That, you can get your dog groomed that way. There's no reason why the motorcycle industry and I think it's those fucking baby boomers, man, you know? <laughs> They have, you know, I have a lot to say about them and we might just do, maybe we'll just do a whole episode about baby boomers in general, but. Maybe if anyone ever listens to our podcast, we'll have a Patreon and it's only Chris complaining about baby boomers. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. And me eating yeah. ice cream. Bonus pod, the baby boomer episode. But I think, you know, they're obviously, the baby boomers are resistant to change. Oh, yeah. Uh, and they don't want to, you know, they, they would rather complain about the internet than learn how to fucking use it. You know, motorcycle rivalry, that's still like a baby boomer thing. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you ride a... I will that's only, a, You mean only anything but Harley? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, oh, that's a jet bike. And it's just like, and... I, I mean, our friend group in, here in Boston, uh, we're recording this from Boston, by the way, is totally tolerant of whether it's someone who rolls up on an Italian bike or a Japanese bike or like, nobody cares. I'm like, oh, that's cool. It's a cool color. Yeah. Like, I, mean, I feel like that's a boomer. I mean, I think yeah. boomers are generally intolerant, you know, and anyway, <laughs> across a variety of uh, spectrums, but including motorcycles too. It's like, who cares? You yeah. know, who cares? Let, let's... You know. As long as you love, as long as you like, you don't even have to love your bike. As long as you like your bike and you like riding and having fun, that's good enough. You know what we would used to say at the, if you park your bike and you walk away from it and you don't turn around and give it a look back, you bought the wrong one. Yeah. Which I do. I've noticed. I do that. I do that. I'll walk away. I'll walk away from my bike and I'll turn around and go, mm. <laughs> Yeah, you, there you are. Yeah, that's a, that's a bit of me right there. You don't do that? You don't I look at your bike? Like I sometimes, like, like, like can you see bike. your bike from the your window at work? No, I work in a concrete warehouse and I don't even have a window. <laughs> I don't even look outside. Like when the truck door opens and like a truck is backing up, I'm like, oh, I kind of see some light. It must be sunny outside. <laughs> it's awful. I wish I had a window. 
But I'll, if I walk past like the window at work and I see it out front, I'll stop and give it like a little. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that makes me happy. I think it's like say like you're going out to dinner with a uh, with a significant other and they get up to go to the bathroom. Are you giving them a little little peek as they walk away? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Maybe if I do, I watch to go, ooh, is that where the bathroom is? And I have to go. Yeah, it's research. It's, it's yeah. research. Yeah. It's all reconnaissance. Yeah, okay, it's not romance at this point. It's just it's just research. No, I mean, I always, my, my like, my connection to motorcycles is a really romantic thing. Oh, it's not mechanical, obviously. Adorable. We're not. Well, no, but I mean, like, there's no, you know, it's not like a toaster or an oven or something like that. You're like, right. It's, you know what I mean? It's not they a tractor. They do get warm. Maybe hotter than a fucking toaster. Like, I'm not like a mechanical. I'm not like a mechanical guy. Obviously, this yeah. is not a mechanical podcast. If anyone's listening, hoping to get some tips. some wrenching tips. Maybe later. Maybe maybe yeah. Well, maybe we're in the have, future. We're gonna have a couple. Uh, we're gonna have our builder friend on who just built a chopper. We're gonna have her at some point, I think, and she's gonna help us. She's gonna do wrenching wrenching for motorcycle, Chris, and, and Lynn. One hundred one. One hundred one. Yeah. For dummies. Yeah. We're gonna ask some really thoughtful questions of her, so that'll be. That good. sounds nice. All right. So bearing all this in mind. Okay. I've absorbed all these stuff. Yeah, you absorbed your wealth of knowledge. Would you buy a bike from the comfort of your own home? No. <laughs> no, I completely get why someone would do that. But I think when I have so many factors of what I need in a bike, I think it's too scary. Yeah, but I mean, but, um, but let's say the selection process is over. I'm saying, I'm not saying, uh, oh, let's say the selection, okay. like, let's say that, like, you've been to a bike night and you've sat on a Every bike. Every bike possible. Well, and you, I well, you think you've got a... <laughs> I'm not going to disclose your height. Um, I'm really short. That, yeah. I mean, so, so. all the... All the rumors. Yeah, all the rumors true. are true. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and the Triumph Street Twin was a good fit for you. Yeah, it's like I can deal with it. Yeah. I just keep buying taller boots. <laughs> she's yeah, she's rocking. I will the, be wearing kiss boots she's in ace no freely. time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so let. But so I'm not so talking about the selection process okay. per se. Okay. Like let's say like you you had a friend who had a bike and you sat on it and you liked it. I mean, would you just be like bloop 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 like oh they got a black one boop deposit okay. I think just with the purchase I have no problem buying it online but I think I could never not I need to do in-person research first but I have no problem just doing the purchase stuff online that I don't care about like sure whatever yeah I mean like Carvana people will buy cars completely blind and they have a seven day return policy see if I had a seven day return policy then there's no fear I feel like (laughs) like, even if you're like this sucks well I I think like that a return policy on a motorcycle is kind of risky because like the guy could send back like a box of parts yeah or something you know well I feel like that's why they have insurance because not Every, well, because not every dealership does a test ride either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of dealerships out there that are really, like some, I, I think all of them in general are pretty reluctant to give you a test oh, ride. Sure. And some of them are just like, no, absolutely not. And I think there, you know, I think part, there's probably some misogyny there. Oh, like, probably. I think, like, I think it would probably be easier for me to get a test ride than you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's And I mean, that's probably, it, that's conjecture, but yeah. I mean. It helps that you know, like, it's the some, good old boys. Some it, 
dealerships yeah, now have like those demo days and you can try so many bikes that even maybe you wanted to or maybe they weren't even on your radar right. and it's just like well you know there's I another to, I needed to know yeah you and I did a demo day you rode the uh bolt oh for the for the Yamaha yeah you yeah, and I did it so we did a Yamaha demo day you rode the bolt yes I that was the only bike I could touch the ground on and I was like the bolt it is <laughs> Hey, I'm going to bolt on out of here. I'm going to bolt my short ass out of here. <laughs> well, if no one knows what a bolt is, it is, it's similar, it kind of looks like a sports star. Well, it's the same it's, size engine as the, it's a 900cc, right? Yeah, it's, so not, it's similar a, to the to the street twin. Yeah, it's the same, like, I feel like it didn't have as much pep as my bike. Right. But, but if you were like, I have no idea what a bolt is, in your head, if you can kind of picture, like, a sports star, like the ones with, yeah, like, a peanut it's like a tank. Sit it down yeah, kind of, that's uh, what it, that's what mid, it looks like. Yeah, midway. Yeah. Everything you need, nothing you don't. Uh, I rode the Yamaha Naked. Now, that's the bike with like the two front wheels. So this was the bike. <laughs> but it's not like those like spider things. It's... No, so the diff so a lot of people I had a lot of questions about it when I posted the picture of me with it on Instagram. It surprised me. And we're just gonna do you know what? we're gonna do a little product review right now on the Yamaha Nike. It surprised okay. it surprised me. Uh, it has the same engine as the MT09. Okay. Uh, so plenty of pep. Uh, had a nice digital dash, which was Ooh, fancy. nice. Uh, not like an illuminated dash, but like a. But I mean, I'm used to the Bonneville. But it has things on it. Yeah, it's got it's got numbers that bleep and bleep. Oh, but it's oh, not uh, it's fancy. not like a full TFT. It's not like oh, a, no. it's not like I a mean, television. as a person who doesn't like has. I have a gas gauge and I find that to be incredible. Yeah, so, I don't have one on my phone. I mean, so. when you're seeing a screen, I'm like thinking, <laughs> like, wow. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it, it, it's different from the, it's not like a spider or yeah. the or the Riker or whatever. You need a kickstand. That was what a lot okay. of people were asking me. It's like, so you just like roll up? And I thought that I thought that it was going to be, I, I was wrong on about two things. I thought it was going to be clunky at low speeds. Like it yeah. was going to be like kind of like bouncing like the wheels would bounce off each other if you were in a parking lot. Yeah. Uh, which wasn't true because the way it transfers weight and traction, the two forks are independent. So uh -huh. they just kind of do their own so thing. So it handles well. So it handles super well. Oh. And I, for a while, like, so we went on an eight mile loop. You remember it was through the woods and stuff and then back on the main highway. I'll yeah. have to go out there some other time too. It was planted in the turns. Mm -hmm. And for a while I forgot. That it had the other wheels. Yeah, I was just kind of like riding a motorcycle and I was like, wait a minute, this thing has two wheels. And it's planted in the turns too. Uh -huh. Like you feel like, like you can, you can knee down, like you can dip real low. It was really, it was really pleasantly surprising. Hideous. <laughs> So ugly. <laughs> uh, to look at, you know? I mean, it has a... That could be someone's dream bike, though. And it's that got a body only a mother could love. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it's definitely... Here's a picture of it right here. I mean, it's definitely it for... It kind of looks like a lizard. It does have that kind of vibe. Well, I think the, the front of the Yamaha is like that MT line look, yeah. look that way in general. 16000 for the Nikon, seventeen three for the GT. It's something different. Not for me, Okay, 15-inch wheels. That's the thing. So they were 15-inch wheels, but you could not feel potholes. And they, I thought they were smaller we are, than No, 15-inch wheels. Uh, the bike just must have been like a monster truck compared it was, to me. I was like, I don't know why. I thought it was <laughs> tiny. <laughs> It was, but it, it, I roll, I, you know, we're, we're recording from Massachusetts. Yeah. And there's fucking potholes everywhere. Oh, yeah. You know, the roads look like Thomas's English muffins. <laughs> and 
I, I rode over the nooks and, and crannies. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And I, the, before I got, went on the demo ride, a kid had, I was talking to a guy and he was like, yeah. And he had said he had taken it out and he said, you can't feel bumps and bottles. Wow. Um, Let's just say I've never rode a bike where I don't feel bumps <laughs> and bottles. <laughs> uh, my dual sport, my dual sport is pretty, uh, yeah. It, but it's meant for that kind yeah. of, uh, that kind of a treat. Uh, but the Bonneville, yeah, I mean, you feel every bump. I don't have too much opinion on the bolt, and I tried to get it going. It was kind of slow. <laughs> it's. I think it's a lot of people's. I think similar to the sports, there's a lot of people's yeah. first bike. Yeah. If they're skipping that, like it was that, a very entry level bike. I feel like right. if you just learned how to ride a bike, I feel like you could hop on that bike and you would be fine. Like, like it smooth wasn't, throttle. It wasn't it like wasn't, super touchy. No, no, not at all. Okay. And I feel like it was easy to ride. I just feel like. I want more. Yeah. Like, I just want more power. Fine, right? And, right. And, I think a lot yeah. of people use it as their first bike. It's definitely um, like an entry when level. Well, yeah. well, well, when they're trying to skip, like, the actual entry level, which is, yeah. like, the three, like, those, like, Rebel 300s oh, or, yeah, like, the like, R3s. Like, it's like, okay, well, I really don't want that. Yeah, I want no. something that, you know, if you if you rode, like, dirt bikes when you were a kid, yeah. you can probably skip over the, like, Rebel 300. You definitely And can. go to, like, what was that 650 that you had? Oh, I had a Suzuki Savage. Yeah. And those things, oh, my God. That was, like, the best little fucking bike. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I, I rode dirt bikes and stuff as a kid. And I so you don't a, need it like an R three or a, or a Suzuki two fifty or like you no, can go up no to the, like the Savage was fine if I just still wanted more power but if I could have if someone could drop a twelve hundred in that size bike that would be the bike <laughs> for Lynn like that's kind of the bobber though that's kind of the Triumph bobber it's not the same seating position as a bobber though yeah. like it's. It's like a cruiser bike. Yeah. And it's, I was knees bent on that thing. That's how small those bikes are. Jesus. Like, and I'm, I'm for, I'm 4'11 and I was knees bent on that bike. It was a 650 and it, I took that thing on the highway, but let's just say where people would, you could keep it. You felt it. You felt that you were on like yeah. a, a 650 thumper yeah. Yeah. for sure. Yeah. Did you feel that way in the bolt? Did you I feel a little bit more I crazy? wasn't on it long enough to really yeah. feel. And we didn't hit like an interest. Say we were on like like a, we were on like route one, route, and I I got know. up to like I think like sixty five or seventy, yeah. but it wasn't anything that I could really judge it, other than I didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> so you could judge it enough to no. If someone gave me one of those for free, I'd be like, this is awesome, and you could do a ton of stuff to it. It's a cool little bike. Yeah, but let's Custom, just say, I knew a guy who put Vance and Hines on it. Yeah. Around. But if it's I'm gonna buy, if I'm plunking my money down on a new or you know almost new bike, yeah. it's just not gonna be that bike for yeah. me. Personally, yeah. I know if I bought this bike, they would move everything back. I know that ability is like there, you can, but you at can the demo, move them to mid controls. I think not. I don't know. If I know can. you can do that with the Triumph bobber. You can do. Yeah. You can do either forward controls or mid controls, I'm and same sure. thing with the Triumph yeah. uh, Speedmaster. But what I think a lot of people don't realize is when a short person is riding a cruiser. It's not just about like your feet touching the ground. It's about yeah. can you get your also short arms yeah. <laughs> to reach the uh, to exactly. reach the bars. I wish I almost took a picture of me riding it because I would I have was, really enjoyed. That. I was like a flying squirrel, like just completely trying. Just stretched out. I mean, yeah, I could ride anything, but if I can actually, you know, put my foot down, yeah, that's. I should have uh, rode like a. There's an ask for every seat. <laughs> A chieftain. I should, I should yeah. just wrote a chieftain. Oh my god, I would love to see him like a chieftain, like a rogue lad. Well, there's an ask for every seat. Or of a, course. Those, the reversal. Those of that. just weren't 
for me, but I wanted to try them because, yeah. and I was like, oh, they I definitely look cool. I mean, I think oh, they yeah. look awesome. They, I they, love the style of them. They're visually appealing, but oh my God, I just didn't like the ride. After I was just like, not even this free hamburger the dealership was giving me will make me feel better you about my back. All right, so now we're at the point in the podcast that I like to call the treat feature, and that's when Lynn uh, brings me an ice cream. I have no idea what it is, uh, and I'm going to try it. Now, there's a reason for this, <laughs> um, and that's because I've uh, always been what you kind of call a vanilla guy. <laughs> well, we went out to a ride in, what was it, Maine? We were, at, we were up the coast, the coast of Maine. Yeah. And uh, from Massachusetts all the way up to Maine. Yeah. And on the way home, I was like, well, we clearly need to get ice cream. Right. And we stop at this place, and they had so many flavors. It was a whole board. And it was, was this the first time we ever, like, really rode together? Um. That could have been the first time that, like. Maybe, like, a long ride together. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't, like, just about town, I think. Yeah. I think that might have been the first one. There was a, a you know, and there was a big board uh, of flavors. They probably and... had to have at least 50 flavors. It was, uh, and it wasn't decision paralysis. It was that I've lived my life in enjoyment of vanilla ice cream. And by the way, it used to be a fucking delicacy uh, back in colonial times, okay? It used to be all the rage in, don't look at me it's like that. It's almost like, like corn. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I think you mean... Um, but yeah, and then Chris goes, you know, I think I'm going to get vanilla. I just was like... You called me a chump, actually. What? I recall you. It was a, there was a name. It was a pejorative. I may have called you a chump. Yeah. I was just like, the world is giving us so many fun flavors. And you go yeah, with... the world needs to fucking cool it. Okay? The world needs to relax. They're cooling okay? it by some giving you all the no, flavors. some of this shit food. is just too fucking busy. Okay? It's too much. Okay. Well, so I'm going to surprise Chris with an ice cream, and he's going to... And I'm going to be crotchety and resistant. <laughs> well, he's going to let me know if, A, if he likes it. Yeah, I mean, I'm coming into it, into it with an open mind. I think yes. that day, I, instead of getting vanilla, I got coconut, which I really like. The next thing, he'll have to let me know, one out of five spoons. What are we working we're gonna with? Gonna we're going to give a spoon a, a rating. rating. Okay. And then the last thing would be, would you choose this flavor over vanilla? Okay, All right, let's, let's do, do this. It. Let's do this. We're making now, this happen. Don't tell me what's in it. I just want to kind of feel it for myself. Okay. It must be pure joy. There's a fruit of some kind. Yes. See, I don't like that. Oh, you don't. Okay, so you don't like fruit flavor ice creams. Well, that's like... I don't think that's a fruit flavor. I think that's an actual fruit, no? no there's there's actual piece. there's actual fruit in this. That means we're healthy. Yeah, that <laughs> it's a salad. We uh, I thought we were doing an ice cream feature and you brought me we're doing a salad feature instead. Alright, so this is there's some definitely some chocolate in there. The base seems to be a vanilla. See, that's what I think that's the misunderstanding. that's this isn't what's it in? Strawberry. No, I realize that there are strawberries in it, but what's strawberry this? ice cream. If this also. is strawberry it's but it's like beige. <laughs> That means there's no artificial coloring. Okay. It is strawberry. No, I think the misconception okay. that you have about vanilla is that it's a blank canvas, and it's not. I Fucking get it. Masterpiece. I know it's a flavor. I know. I just view it as. It's its blank. own. It's its own wonderful masterpiece. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna give this. I'm gonna give it like three spoons because it's ice cream. That's you know really I mean? good. Like it's ice cream. I'm enjoying it. Really, you know what saved it is these uh, chocolate. chocolate. Yeah, it's a chocolate. Chip there's a lot it. of chocolate pieces too. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. Is that what would you call it a chip or would you call that like a... I say it's a chip. Should, like we, a... Say, should we say what brand of... Uh... Okay, so this is the 7-Eleven chocolate covered strawberry my fucking aristocrat friend here brought me. <laughs> Did you, uh... 
Well, did you, uh, there's no grocery stores this, near this here. Is, uh, <laughs> you know, it's 90 degrees thanks, out. I'm on thanks, my motorcycle. <laughs> thanks for the artisanal uh, selection here. Well, you really know how to treat a guy. Well, it does say a flavor explosion in every bite. Yeah, there's no fucking way I'm choosing this over vanilla. But no good. way. Well, there was limited selection. There's no grocery stores hey, near you made, here. You made, the, you made the best of it. This is good. It was a valiant effort. Um, I can I, see. I really like this. Yeah, I wouldn't do, I, I mean, it's good. It's like, I'm, saying, I'm giving it three out of five. I'm just saying it, I wouldn't choose it over, uh, over vanilla. This is actually really good. <laughs> Kudos. All right. To 7-Eleven. We're going to... Oh, thank heaven. For 7-Eleven. The next... <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we're, we're going to sign off so Lynn can uh, polish off this pint of 7-Eleven. Uh, There's no shame in that. Ice cream. No, no. Own it, sister. Until next time, uh, this has been the Motorcycle Scoop Podcast. She's 7-Eleven Lynn. This ice cream is so good. Jesus Christ. And that's Motorcycle Chris. Till next time. <laughs>